0: So what it is. welcome again to another episode of Latin and layman's it's the second of January today 2023 I want to say thank you guys for bopping on by checking out Latin and layman's if this is your first time and if it's not thank you for being a loyal supporter it's going to be a different a very different episode today because over time I've been trickled some questions from uh, my audience and now I've compiled all of them, uh, because they've been like one at a time every, you know, I've accumulated these questions over the period of about five months. Again, I don't have a big audience, but I wanted to just shout out my audience and say how awesome you guys are. I have a gamut of questions here that I'm actually going to get into. And uh, they range from all different perspectives. Latin questions, etymology questions, questions about life, um, questions about seeing me on TikTok recently, um, questions about uh, the struggles of life. Like I, I just I appreciate my audience, because it shows my audience how d- dynamic they are as individuals. You know what? That's that's what it's all about. It's about not being tied into one camp, one modality, but being able to kind of over arc and cross over so many different domains. And I think that that's really important to be able to do, because if not, that doesn't show that you're an adaptable person. And that's what I always want to be at the end of the day. Um, so why don't we go ahead and get on into it? And before we actually get on into it, I just want to remind you guys, if you haven't already to go support me, uh, throw some, Ratings on over at Latin and Layman's, The Rhetoric Revolution, Spotify, and or Apple Podcasts. You can actually write a little blurb at Apple Podcasts if you wish to do so. And um, yeah, you know, um, without further ado, let's get on into it. Let's talk. Let's answer some questions and let's have a good time with this one because um, I think that this will be fun. So I'm just going to do abbreviations for the audience members uh, uh, next time. And also, you guys, go ahead, uh, hit me up if you have any questions. If you have any questions, etymology, or uh, any of these questions that align somewhat to these I don't know. Um, some of them are actually students asking asking questions about just Latin concepts, you know. And that's what I like to do a lot of the time. I have a lot of my prior students from other schools reaching out to me on TikTok, especially because that's where they're going to be for sure. They're not going to be listening to this, but uh, they reach out to me on TikTok and they ask me questions, and I just try to make uh, their lives is or easier um, than it was before, you know. Um, that's my, my job. I love doing it. That's that's what I feel. My purpose is, is making everybody's life more easy because at the end of the day, that's all I'm trying to do. I'm alleviating my suffering. I want to alleviate others sufferings if I can. Um, so yeah, why not? First question we got from LB here. Um, uh, do you still have people that ask if, you, uh, Latin is a dead language and why you, uh, why you teach it? And if so, what's your response? Well, um, LB, thank you very much for your question. Um, Yeah, I actually do still have people asking me why I teach a dead language. Um, At this point, I've been given that question so many times. I have even been broached that question on dates to the point where it's just like, I know how to prove you wrong. I don't want to do it. I'll do it respectfully. But at the end of the day, if you are asking why I teach a dead language, then that's just really and i know that this is a problem of mine but i kind of write you off as kind of an ignorant person i've just been given that so often and just think about it why am i doing it well why why am i doing it well why am i doing it is because i love language i love learning i love the process of being able to teach other kids and seeing their minds grow and expand and I love those aha moments. I love it when a student doesn't get something and then they're like, oh, and then all the Tetris blocks seem to come together and and then it's just magic. So why do I teach a dead language is because I teach a dead language to show how alive it really is and to prove to you really what dead is. Yes, it's dead objectively, pragmatically. And as I tell my students, because of that, we don't have anybody. riffing at us and telling us that we're pronouncing uh, Latin words incorrectly or anything like that. But at the end of the day, we can use it as a basis, right? Objectivity. It's set in stone. And then from there, we use that as a, fo- a solid foundation to build from there. We see the objectivity of Latin, the, dead, the deadness of Latin, Latin, and how it has evolved, how it has changed, how it has adapted so my response is kind of blah i shouldn't just write people off but at the end of the day um i don't i deal with it sometimes but around colorado for some reason um there's a lot more of a push for the classical uh rigor um and in fact i got an email from another school over this break saying that they had a latin teacher and a literature teacher resign this is a school up in Boulder, so. you know i was just you know it, it it makes me feel like i'm also sought out and needed and uh apparently latin teachers are sought out for and needed because the guy the principal of the the high school reached out to me and was like hey you know what we need you if you're interested the position starts january 9th and um you know that's i'm flattered i'm flattered that my name was plugged in all that great stuff at the end of the day i just um i'm gainfully employed and i love where i teach I love my students and uh and I think that it's just where I need to be for now and that I feel grounded and you know now feeling grounded I'm reconnecting all again with my old friends from other schools and it's good it's good I appreciate it All right next question JM asks I've visited your TikTok recently and saw so you pulling and pushing mad weight what are your PRs Well, uh, thanks, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, so if you guys haven't seen my TikTok, my TikTok, sometimes I'll post lifting videos, especially because I love to deadlift and I also love to show my deadlift because uh, it's definitely my biggest lift. Um, As of now, um, my body weight is so much less than it was before, but my all-time PR for deadlift was 375, but I weighed 150, 49 pounds back then. When I did that, I was heavier. I'm about 140 now, and my PR is um I got one or I, I'm sorry, 325 um about a couple weeks ago. But you know, um, I do it also to strengthen the posterior chain. Everything really, really works in tandem with such. And um yeah, you know, I just I I love the concept of pulling, um, because uh it's just such more of a a functional movement, uh, I have bad shoulders. So my PR for bench price is 185 and I won't go past that because I've dislocated my shoulder so many times. Uh, I think we've, me and my dad decided while I was home, uh, because I have a situation where I can cavitate my joint all too often to the point where it just like, it situates my glenohumeral, humeral joint back in place often. And there's a specific movement that I do. Um and my dad's like, man, uh, that you could have a torn labrum. So uh, hey, stay tuned for Liam to be in a sling for a long time because I'm gonna have to get surgery on my right shoulder at some point. And then for squat, my squat, my overall squat PR was a two sixty five. Um, I have long limbs, so that's why I'm good at the deadlift, but not the squat because. Long legs makes the squat really hard, but if I have long legs plus long arms for my deadlift, I do a lot better. Thanks again for your question. I do love to lift. I love to move. I love to be mobile, and I love to move well. Um, I'm not about gaining muscle and being the, the biggest pro ever or anything like that, but I love li- I to move well, and I just want to move well. Live well. I'm always struggling with feeling good day in and day out to the point where I'm just trying to always strive to feel good. Next one. KJ asks, what's the origin of etymology? Hmm. I love this. Well, if you break down etymology, any Etymology, etymose refers to the true sense of, and ology refers to the study of. So, etymology refers to the true sense, the study of the true sense of words, essentially, what they truly mean and how we came up with them. That's what etymology refers to. And it's a little bit different than like historical linguists versus etymology and me etymologizing words and pulling them apart with prefix, affix, suffix, and showing the patterns of language. So, There you go with that one. KP asks, you mentioned hard times and struggles of life. What, um, have been the hardest parts of being lonely for you? Have you reached out to family or friends to talk about how you are feeling? You mentioned how life is hard, but it is good. What do you mean by that? Well, um, I feel like there are a lot of parts to that question i appreciate that question because yeah i have mentioned that before and i have mentioned loneliness um, because i know that in this day and age a lot of us are dealing with loneliness even when we're surrounded by so many people and yes life is hard it is hard and i know that everybody else probably also agrees with that because it is you know We, we it's like we're inundated with crisis on crisis on crisis and then we don't think about the other things that are happening on the sidelines as well, you know, because there are other crises happening, and then we have our own crises in uh, in our own worlds, and that's what I always tell my students: is like you got to give grace and grant people the benefit of doubts, because you have no idea what other you know things students are going through. You know, I just have a snapshot of my students at school, and school is just a part of their everyday lives. You know, I don't know what they do outside of school. I don't know what uh, drama they're inundated with, what you just got, you, you have to be conscientious of that. And sometimes I'm conscientious and sometimes I'm really not conscientious and I'm not conscientious with the people that I love the most and that I'm comfortable with the most. And I'm having a hard time with that now because, um, you know, I, I realized that I give myself so fully to people to my work, to, to my students, to my coworkers, uh, to my friends that when I see my family, I can be a fricking pill with my family and I hate that and I need to address it. And I'm, um, yeah, well, I mean, like, have you, have I, I reached out to friends or family to talk about how I'm feeling about these things? Well, I have in the past and sometimes it's best to not really talk to your family about these things because they try to fix it rather than trying to just listen. And that's the issue is that like, uh, when you try to talk to your family about these things, at least older generation wise, there's a separation between what they want to do versus what you want them to do. Um, ver- uh, sometimes you just want to talk and you want them to listen. You don't want them to try and fix things because then they're trying to fix things. They're trying to give you advice that you probably have already implemented. You know, I have talked with loneliness with my parents and, um, you know, I countlessly try to tell not only my parents, but everybody, um, that might not understand because I was somebody that didn't understand. I remember I was like this, especially with, um, somebody close to me for a long time. And, uh, and I really needed to learn this about myself where I always tried to fix somebody's solutions. I always said like, you're, you're, you're sitting and you're wallowing in your misery. And it's not really that it's, it's that they are trying their best and that, The things that they're trying to do and the advice that you're giving them is the advice that they've already tried to do. So you're just kind of talking at them. You're talking at them and you're not listening to them. You're not listening. And that's the problem is that sometimes you just want to be listened to. And that's why I know that I am seeking out outside help in terms of that. And that's why I think that anybody should or they should seek out friends that they can really trust in order to divulge, um, the, the struggles of your life, you know, to do, to be able to, you know, have a hard day and to go to your friends and to debrief and to be, be able to kind of, you know, process throughout, through all that, you know, maybe you want to do that with your family, but maybe your family doesn't have the capabilities of doing that because they just hear the hard, the loneliness, they hear the hard trials that you're going through and they want to fix it. And that's not their job. Uh, And they need to learn that. And if they don't understand that, then just, you know, and if you try and help them or you're trying to tell them that and they're still not really listening and hearing you, then just go somewhere else. You know, find your friends, find those people because some, you know, you love your family. I love my family. I just know that I'm not going to bring things to them that I thought I would uh, in the past. And that's just through learning and through knowledge and through trial and error try things, seek out help. Sometimes when I've been, uh, when I've thought about seeking out help in my life, uh, it stresses me out because I have so many other things in my life that I'm dealing with work, you know, trying to advance other things in my life, like my podcast, my TikTok, um, which are just memes in general. But you know, I'm always trying to move forward and a lot of the things that take precedence in my life, you know, trying to throw in another thing like therapy, kind of just stresses me out it's another thing to think about excuse me and inundate my schedule with when my schedule is already really really hectic and um, and so yeah if uh, if people don't if if you're trying if you're trying to 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 express your struggles with somebody that's not really understanding what you you need from them uh, just find somebody else to talk to because, uh, you know, yeah. Well, I don't know. Anyways, regardless of, we're going to move on because, uh, I've, I've, Talked on that question a bunch, and uh, I just got distracted real quickly. So, uh, by a text. So, pause real quickly, and we'll get back. Alrighty, we're back. It was an email actually. We're just getting ready to start up the new semester here, so it was just a little bit from the uh, one of the 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 registrars. Uh, contacting me about high school grades, but I've already done that stuff. That all my work has been done. It's all on them now. And she just actually clarified, so we're in the clear. Now we can get back on into this. And I just want to remind you guys again, because I actually really am enjoying answering your questions, um, because it's the gamut. It's not just Latin. It's not just etymology. It's everything. Um, email me at liamconnerly at gmail.com, L-I-A-M-C-O-N-N-E-R-L-Y at gmail.com, or you can do latinandlaymans at gmail.com. Those are both emails that I have gotten email um, questions. Um, And so without further ado, let's get into some more real quickly here. What is the difference between a direct and indirect object in Latin? Well, this is a very interesting thing, and Latin is actually where Uh, I learned the difference between a direct and indirect object. A direct object is something coming really right after that verb. It's what the subject is doing to the verb. And then the indirect object is actually basically providing a little bit more information as to why I am doing the action towards the direct object. So I'll give you an example, and you can think about it and ponder it. A lot of the time, what I like to say is my rule of thumb is putting a two or four in front of the noun makes it an indirect object. Isn't always the case, but sometimes. So, for instance, what if I were to say an example sentence be like, I do my homework. I is a subject, do the home, do is the verb, my homework would be the direct object. Now, if I do my homework, now I can add something. How about I do my homework for a good grade? for a good grade would be the indirect object because why am I doing my homework? I am doing it for an, a good grade. Ask your question, why are you doing the direct object? And that's going to give you the information towards what the indirect object is going to be. You could say instead, I do my homework for Mr. Connerly because I'm a good student. And then because, because I'm a good student, it's just going to be a prepositional phrase, additive. Um, But um, I do my homework for Mr. Connolly. For Mr. Connolly here would be the indirect object, the date of indirect object. Homework would still be the accusative direct object. Um, another one would be, I love my dog. I, subject, love, verb, my dog, direct object. Why do I love my dog? Uh, well, I love my dog for seven years until The dog died. I don't know. Sorry. These are random uh, sentences I'm coming up with in my head. Uh, So, I love my dog for seven years. How long do I love my dog for? Seven years. What is my indirect object? For seven years, because that's how long I'm loving my dog for. There you go. Next one, another Latin one. How do you conjugate a verb in the present tense? This is from T, just T. All right, T. You conjugate a verb by you find the verb let's say we have a mo Amare amawi amatum those are the fourth four principal parts associated with a mo amare we go to Amare that's the infinitive second second principal part um, we take off that re so amare Amare becomes that well we take off really the whole thing right because the first person singular is actually always a regular for the most part it would be a mo and then if i were to go and conjugate a mo through all of its persons and numbers i would go a mo amas amat amamas samat now it goes from a mo and then that o turns into an a because what happens is, is we take that infinitive amare a m a r e we take off that r a r e and that leaves us with the stem a m a and what do we do with that ama well if we have amo and then ama what do we do in the second person singular what is the ending that we put at the end of ama we put an s and we get amas and then for third person singular we get amat and then first person plural we get amamus. second person plural we get amatis and then say third person plural we get amans a mont, A-M-A-N-T. So as you can see, we have O-S-T-M-A-N-T, the endings. And then if we put them all together, why don't we conjugate? And we actually explain the conjugation said each word. Amo, I love. Amas, you love. Amat, he, she, it loves. Amamus, we love. Amatis, y'all love or you all love. Uh, you guys love. Um, and then Amant, they love. There we go. You can do it with so many different ones, but that's how you conjugate a verb in Latin in the present tense. What impact, and this is from LL, our next question, what impact have new technologies on, uh, have had on language evolution? Um, well, uh, technologies have made language evolution, uh, truncated. Everybody truncates everything. It's very interesting. I'm really struggling with the, uh, the, the punctuation, uh, that kids are doing. Um, uh, because we're relying so much on technology to fill in the blanks for us, the autocorrects and, and all that stuff to the point where technology is actually, um, it's debilitating our language. It is, uh, making it so that my job is probably going to make a resurgence here. I'm really hoping for this rhetoric revolution to make a big, huge, resounding, um, you know, impact in this world because technology is t- the language that these kids use spelling, punctuation, the understanding of there, there, and there, two, two, or two, two, and two, 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 oh, oh, and then two, with w- which would be like to love, to look at. You know, kids don't know these kinds of things. And then on top of that, their their understanding of parts of speech is horrendous. I have to teach grammar before I teach any Latin class. Hands down, parts of speech, the understanding of a direct object and an indirect object, what's a predicate nominative? What is, you know, what is an adjective? What is an adverb? What is a preposition? What is a prepositional phrase? I have to teach kids this before we actually get into other stuff. It's hard, but We have to do it. So technology is actually stunting our language evolution, in my opinion. Um, And we're having to push hard on that as linguists. Um, And I think we're losing right now. So hopefully we'll start to make a little bit of a turning of the tide. Um, What are some common misconceptions about etymology? This is from SM. Um, Misconceptions. Well... Uh, that uh, etymology means nothing and that it it it's unimportant and that language is unimportant and that all, um, so many other things are more important in our lives like technology and stem and sciences and medicine and everything like that people really don't put a lot of emphasis on language in general. And a lot of people don't even know what etymology is. When I say the word etymology, they think I'm saying entomology. And it's interesting that people know what entomology is the study of insects or, and all that stuff. But it's not entomology, it's etymology, etymology, the true sense in the study, the study of the true sense of words. Last one here. Do you use any social media or online platforms to connect with people? This is from AK. Um, Yeah, actually. I mean, like I use this right now to connect with you guys. I use my TikTok to connect with my students. Um, That's the beauty of technology is that it helps us connect with everybody all across the world. But that's also the problematic nature of technology is that everybody is around us, but it also leaves us feeling so lonely talking about and riffing back on that question about feeling lonely. So uh, we're surrounded by so, so many of us nowadays. And, uh, I don't know, the more we're surrounded by each other, the more lonely we are. I find this in myself. I'm sure other people do. Um, but it's about mitigating that loneliness by finding and seeking out those friendships and those, those relationships that are going to, uh, enhance and amplify your life you know surround yourself with loving people people that are going to lift you up that are going to support you that are going to sup under port carry you from underneath when you need to be right because we can't always be carrying ourselves day in and day out sometimes we need some help and so sometimes we got to seek out those people and sometimes we only have social media in order to do that and that's when you know we can seek out people through you know. I'm not associated with BetterHelp or anything like that. I'm not sponsored by them or anything like that, but I'm reaching out to them because I know that I mean it may be awkward to to interact with somebody and tell people my problems uh, you know, Zoom or over uh the interwebs, but um if it if it can be done and you think you need it, just do it. I think like So many people think that seeking out help is a sign of weakness and at the end of the day, showing your cards, flaying them out, and being vulnerable actually shows an utter amount of strength. An utter amount of strength that you guys just don't understand until you actually do it because you make yourself so vulnerable. Vulnerability is scary. And when you do it and when you're honest and when you're truthful with yourself and the people around you, um it's big. It's big for you. It's big for them. And it's big for your soul. Things change when you're honest with yourself systemically. So just remember that. And if not, what I can say to you is that just think about it and consider it. Because I know that some some of these things are way easier said than done. And I'm not saying you for, for you to do anything because I'm not... A doctor, I'm not an all-knowing individual, but if anything, if you need help and if you need support, we're all out there and we're all here for you and just know, and I'm here too. That's what I tell my students. I tell them I'm here for you guys day in and day out, no matter what. I'm not just your teacher. I'm your supporter. I'm here to to help you, you know, because we all need help. Sometimes we don't know the people around us need help, but then we learn and then we see it and then we're like, wow. And it's so freeing to be able to ask for help and for them to to give it to you in a way that you need. And sometimes that takes a while, but that's the, the nature of this world and the nature of life and the nature of struggle, right? Buddha said the life is suffering, right? he was said Arthur at one point and he realized, you know, it wasn't about the opulent lifestyle, style, opulent lifestyle of being the Prince that he was. And it wasn't also about fasting under a fricking fig tree for 40 fricking days. It wasn't about that ascetic lifestyle either. It was about the middle path. It was about realizing that it wasn't one side or the other, but just coming together and realizing that everything in your life is a relationship that you have and that you hold and you have to hold that relationship with care because you have relationships with anything you have relationships with technology you have relationships with family and friends you have relationships with food you have relationships with alcohol you have relationships with you know drugs that are starting to become more legalized here and there you know like marijuana that's uh, you know you have a relationship with that i know that people have that uh, that have a healthy relationship with marijuana and other people that have a very unhealthy relationship with marijuana, same with thing with alcohol, same thing with video games. I would say that video games, 12 hours a day, not healthy whatsoever. Maybe an hour or two a day. I would say that that's totally fine. You got to think about these things and realize that at the end of the day, it is the balance. It's balance, right? It's about the Libras, right? You remember when we said that a Libra means scale? Um, It's actually, it refers to a pound in Latin because that's what a pound is abbreviated as in English, LBS, libers, L-I-B-E-R-S, that LBS. So it's all about balance. It's all about life. It's balancing that scale. It's not, you know, it's not about swinging the pendulum one side and then swinging it on the other side to the nth degree. And I'm always struggling with that too because I've always been given this mentality and it's been given to me from a very young age where I just am go, 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 uh, and I can't stop. I I It's either I'm working hard or I'm just off. It's like that off and on again mentality and I'm working and I'm doing a lot better with it, but sometimes I shift back into being that type A and type A, type A, type A, type A, type a until um, – I burn out, I don't know, at the end of the day, just think about what it is that that you need in your life to, to flourish and to move forward, to not be stagnant and then from there on out, everything is okay. I guess. I don't know. I find myself saying, I don't know a lot. But at the end of the day, that's what life is, and that's what suffering is, and that's what the beauty of life is also, is that it's suffering, but it's also amazing, it's beautiful. Excuse me, and it's sprinkled with roses and thorns and rainbows and lollipops and bunnies and puppies and whatnot and uh, dark depths of despair as well just life thanks again everybody if you guys have questions regarding anything and everything i'd like to get into them physical therapy questions if you have things regarding you know ailments and things like that maybe i can try and address them and if not then i can refer to you to people that would have a better idea um because i listen to so many um, and I read a lot of articles, studies on health and health-related issues, joints, musculature, um, longevity. I'm, um, I just, you know, I'm just living this life. Live it with me. Thank you guys again for your inquisitive nature and knowledge, and also for these questions because it's actually given me uh, a little bit of an oomph, knowing that I have people listening to me. And wanting to reach out to me and ask me these things because they actually value my input. Take care, everybody. Tempo says